Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Weekend review show. We are back after the nonsense that is the FA Cup um, with some Premier League fixtures. And the we I discussed as my usual co hosts. We have Simon and Dave. How are we, chaps? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, about as good as you can be after a 1 1 draw with Watford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come on to that shortly. Um, I feel there'll be a lot of. A lot of um, Negative connotations surrounding that game, and, and rightly so. Um, well, surprisingly, with this weekend of fixtures, we only lost one game, I believe. Two games, sorry. Um, in this madness world of postponements everywhere. Um, so we will travel back to Friday evening, gentlemen, where we had Brighton 1, Crystal Palace 1. How Brighton didn't win this game, I will, I will never know, Dave. Yeah, just copy and paste. Brighton played really well, didn't score. Uh, <laughs> and then had to settle for a point. Um, I th- obviously, the kind of the main talking point was the disallowed, well, the penalty that was missed and the disallowed goal. Um, both of which were probably correct decisions, or the were correct decisions. The, uh, Will Hughes had tried to put the transmission on uh, Veltman, I think it was. <laughs> Uh, which was the penalty, and then Pascal Gross took possibly the worst penalty I've ever seen, um, and Jack Butland celebrated like he, you know, pulled off like the Gordon Banks type save. But <laughs> and then, um, and then from I the forgot Rizzo... Jack Butland existed. Yeah, so did I. But it's hard to think, isn't it? A couple of years ago, he was like England's England's number one for the next ten years. Once yeah. all, all I had to do was get that pesky Joe Hart out the way, and now <laughs> and now here he is. <laughs> I don't know how Palace got anything out of this. They they were pretty poor throughout, but scored with one of their few attacks. Um, and then that seemed to wake Brighton up a bit. Who then obviously, well, the only way they were going to score was if Palace put one in for them. So they did. Um, <laughs> uh, the disallowed goal. Any any complaints, either of you? Um, I. It's one of those that you, you sort of, I suppose you'd say technically it was the right decision, but I think when you initially look at it, it, it made it look, obviously Mopay's going for the ball, and you think, yeah, he's, he's sort of caught it out of his uh, hands when he's got two hands on it. When you actually look back at it, I think he, he pulls his leg back out of it, and Butland's like falls into him, so I don't... 
I don't know at what stage do you say he's has has he had the ball in control of his hands and Mo Pace forced it out of him, or has he had initially had the ball in under his control but then lost it because of the way he's fallen onto the player? Like I think Mo Pace initially entitled to go for the ball. But then I don't know if, if he should really be punished for then just existing and having someone fall into him and then the ball spills out their hands. And it's, it's one that I'd say, if it went against your team, you'd be really annoyed about it. But you, they, they probably got the right decision, but it sort of feels wrong to me. It didn't look particularly clear-cut, did it? I, I didn't... I got the impression that, like, had you slowed it right down the ball might have been coming out of Butland's hands already, but um, it was forensic, wasn't it? And I think, as you say, they probably got the right decision in the end, but um, I, can, I can kind of see where you're coming from with uh, the argument. You, you saying that it, it wasn't particularly clear-cut, I mean, when has that stopped VAR from disappearing <laughs> and, uh, and getting well, stuff I th- wrong, I mean, right or wrong? I mean, the, the, goal was, the goal was given in, in real time, I think, wasn't it? Um, it was only chalked off by VAR, so in some ways I was a little bit surprised because, as you say, it has to be a clear and obvious error, but they obviously decided that Button was in control of it and, and Moppy knocked it out of his hands, which, as you say, I think no matter which way it fell, he could probably would have made an argument for it to be the right decision, so we'll let them off with this one. Yeah. I do find that hard to be, believe that Jack Butlin was in full control of everything. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. Um, it, it's scary to think he was. Yeah, he was the top prospect in, in England only a few years ago. Um, yeah, it's basically summed up perfectly. Dave Brighton just can't score goals. <laughs> they even get penalties now, and they they can't score. Um, but our man um, from who we've hyped up quite a bit this season. Popping up with another goal for Crystal Palace, even in a, a poor performance. <laughs> yeah, he um, he had one of his quieter games, to be honest. He barely touched the ball for probably an hour, <laughs> and then uh, there he was, popping the box to get his goal. Um, I think he's, you know, he's got every every chance of, of going to the very top. But is he going to get in that Chelsea team? Probably not. Um, not in the current setup and the current manager, but. I doubt they're going to sell him, so he's going to have to find a find a home for another time somewhere. I think. Yeah, he seems, he seems the sort of player who's going to need that move eventually when he's out of contract to like a, a mid-table team, and then you know look for that big move if he's going to get like a maybe a Liverpool or a United or an Arsenal type, or, um, or maybe even a Newcastle in a couple of years. Uh, Dave, obviously, when that's, that's what I was going to say. For. Yeah, just, I mean, will he, will, he, will he want a championship alone next season? Who knows? <laughs> hey, hey, have faith. We've got two games to go until we talk about that. Um, we'll move on to the early kickoff on the Saturday then, chaps. And this was one of the worst games of football I've ever uh... watched. It was just dire. Um, Man City won Chelsea nil. Um, I actually thought Chelsea were the better team just. Um, I thought Sterling had a really good game. Um, I thought the Chelsea keeper I take it it was Kepa that was in goal it was yeah. so no surprise when I say it I, I, I genuinely thought he should have saved the De Bruyne goal as nice as it was I thought it was you know closer to the middle of the goal than it was to the post anyway um, but yeah, some strange decision making strange line up from Chelsea 
um, and just Man City do what they do best. Simon. <clears throat> yeah, I, I slightly disagree with uh, your assessment that Chelsea uh, were the better team. I, for me, I've just, I mean, I was quite hungover early Saturday morning. <laughs> I, I did have a heavy night Friday night. But I, I was, I was watching it thinking City were in total control and were never going to lose that game. Chelsea. I barely remember Chelsea getting out of their own half, to be honest. There was, I think Lukaku had a really good chance at the start of the second half, I think it was, who's put through one-on-one. Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, well, it was one of, like, yeah, it, it, was just, it was an effort that, a chance you expected to put away, but I, I do think it was a very, very good save from Edison as well. So uh, I'll give him a bit of credit for that. But for me, I, I just thought, just at no stage in that game did I ever think it was going to be any other result than a Man City win. Like, it, yeah, they weren't they weren't spectacular in terms of like creating loads and loads of guilt-head chances. But for, for me, I just thought they were in total control of that game. The De Bruyne goal, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from in that. He's, he's don't get me wrong, like you say, it's a lovely strike, great technique. But, you look back at it, it's it's not like it's gone right into the corner, is it? Like, it's a good yard or two, I think, yeah, inside not, the post. Um, not even close, I thought, yeah. Like, yeah, when, when you first watched, like, when I first saw it live, I, was, I thought, bloody hell, that's, that's outstanding. And then, yeah, you look back at it and you think, yeah. yeah, good strike, but the keeper should probably be doing better with that. But, I, I mean, I don't think any of us particularly rate Kepa highly. <laughs> so, it was not the uh, greatest surprise, but... um. I mean, that's. I think that's that's the league pretty much done and dusted now. I know Liverpool have got a couple of games in hand, but I mean, that's what I think. That's City's twelfth, eleventh, or twelfth Premier League win in the row. Thirteen, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you just—they're just relentless, aren't they? Yeah, you're relentlessly boring as well. That's what makes it more frustrating. <laughs> like they're not, you know, they're not killing teams. They're just winning. Um, as, as I say, I, I thought this game was very meh. Uh, I mean, Dave, did you did you watch it yourself? I did watch it, and I agree with you. It was, it was very, very poor, considering the amount of talent on show. But you can see why you can see why Tuchel was so annoyed in that first half because they actually had a great game plan, and it, I know it's like obviously they had a lot of the ball, but they had three or four breaks where you thought if they could just get the right pass. It worked, and there was the one where Lukaku went 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 through and chose to pass to Ziyech instead of shooting from like 18 yards. And you think, well, why did they spend 70 million or whatever? Well, probably more than so. I can't remember how it was spent on him now. Yeah, it was nearly 100 million. Why did they spend? I mean, he's made a career out of scoring goals, which obviously, as a striker, you'd expect. To not shoot in that position is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't believe he didn't play a mound for, for, for a game like that. For for the game yeah. plan which was that, that was such an odd decision get get in between the lines and thread passes through Ziyech for some reason like you know when like he just holds on the button for too long every every pass is over hit it's just yeah. it's, it's just insane um, I, I couldn't believe that at all um, so yeah Chelsea had great openings which they didn't really convert into, into chances um, whereas City do what they always do, which is just pass it, pass it to death and then score a wonderful goal. And as you say, Kepa, for some reason, decided to mark his, his far post instead of being in the middle of the goal. So, <laughs> um, and, and after that, it was, you know, 
there was, as, as I mentioned, there was never any chance of City blowing that lead. Um, Chelsea's best hope was, was getting that first goal and then shutting up shop. Um, this, it was just, it was poor from Chelsea. Um, in a game they really had to win to have any chance. I think it's probably the only time I ever rooted for Chelsea to win, and they came up short. Um, City never come up short; they always win. I don't know why we oh, shouldn't be surprised, but every year it gets the the busiest time of year for everybody, and and somehow the team with the most resources and the most players and the best manager come out on top. Like, how has that happened? <laughs> yeah, it's remarkable. I'm so surprised they managed to get through that FA Cup tie with a 487 million pounds buffer players. <laughs> <laughs> It must have been a real struggle for Pep. I don't know how he slept that night. Um, but no, your point is exactly what I meant um, about how Chelsea didn't win it. Not not down to the the, the, the overall play, but I, I felt they, they created the better opening. Well, should have created the better opening and the better chances. City didn't do anything bar their goal, as you said, Dave. It was just nine million passes, um, and then wait on the. Almost like the mistake. So if I remember right, the, the whole passage of play did not come from a Kepa, either a poor Kepa clearance or a Kepa punch. Ah, it was just like a, it was just a clearance which sort of got recycled to left back, like everything does with Man City. Cancelo plays mm. one ball through the lines, and De Bruyne turned. Rudiger didn't manage to bring him down. Was it Rudiger? Or Ka- I think it was Rudiger. Uh, uh, I think it was Kante. Was it Kante? Can they try to foul him? Failed miserably because he's too nice, and then that was that. Um, very, very vulnerable, so, really. What, what I did find a little odd about Chelsea's game plan was the absolute insistence to always try and play it out from the back. Now, don't get me wrong, like, they, they're, they're good. They're a good team with more than capable players, and I'm sure on occasions that's the right thing to do. But when you know, there was, I think there was one in the first half where it, it led to Greenish having a chance, which he really should have put away. But it came from them. I think it was a Chelsea free kick, like deep in their own half, and they, they were just trying to play it out. And you, you're sort of thinking it's, it's not working. You've got big fella up front in Lukaku, maybe just get it up to him quickly every once in a while try and at least mix it up a bit I, I thought that was really really strange I think it's just like almost snobbery about how, how, they, how they want to play football they won't just hit it long the big man because to me like the way City played the full backs are so high most of the time they, they leave the two centre backs there to deal with Lukaku and you know whoever else is alongside them just play it down the line in the channels like Lukaku's got Every physical attribute you'd want, really. Like, if he's coming bearing down, bearing down towards you on the touchline, at worst you're going to win a throw-in. Like, he's not going to, you know, you're not just going to leave him there. So, I don't know why they don't do it more often. I really don't. Um, no team seem to do it though. Like, it must be something that stops them doing it against Man City. But to, <laughs> to me, like, there must be space in there somewhere. Like, he assume so. <laughs> because they play the ball in the middle of the park, and it's like everyone's there. Both the full-backs are there. All the midfielders are there. The false nine's there. Raheem Sterling's probably there. Just play it somewhere else. Like, yeah. <laughs> why do you just, be, they just, get relent, just get relentlessly pressed for 90 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and, yeah, dude, just really odd watching that. Especially, like, Tuchel's not an idiot. Like, he's a smart manager, and Chelsea 
tends to be, well, up until the, about two months ago, were very, very good defensively under him. So it's, yeah, it's just a bit, bit really hard, I thought. But. The wheels have come off a little bit, haven't they? It has to be said. I'm obviously the whole Lukaku thing um, was just a a sign of what's been presumably going on behind the scenes where they've gone from mm. typical Chelsea have gone from well these look unbeatable to well actually we all hate each other and it's only a matter of time before we combust four draws a win and a loss in the last six yeah. um, not, not a great not a great Christmas for um, Chelsea great for the rest of the it's, league it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to see you. And I mean, they've recalled Kennedy now from his loan spell in Brazil, so I mean, everything's going to be all right. Of course, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move on from um, newly crowned champions, Man City, because let's be honest, no, nothing's overtaken. It's going to take an absolute miracle for it to even be remotely entertaining uh, for the rest of the season. And we will move on to, unfortunately, yourselves, Dave. Mm. Um, a 1-1 a, a draw with Watford which was looking like a, a really important three points up until the 88th minute now I've not seen any of this so I couldn't even tell you how the game went so over to yourself Mr Black well it, was, it wasn't a particularly good game it was like a lack of quality you'd say from, uh, from both teams really being fair but, um, we obviously came off the back of a really disappointing result against Cambridge where we made lots of chances, took none of them, and then they scored and it really knocked the window of us. So, um, to, re- to remedy that, we signed Chris Wood. Um, and for some reason, we didn't put anywhere near as many crosses in the box as we did against Cambridge, and we had no one in the box. So, that was, that was odd. Um, we just, honestly, we watching us at the minute. We watched that Man United game a few weeks ago, and I thought, this is it. We've turned a corner. We've found a style of play that suits us. Um, we're getting the most out of it. Turns out, Man United is really, really bad. Because <laughs> we haven't been able to replicate that in obviously two games against, in theory, much weaker opposition. Um, I don't really know what our style of play is. I don't really know what the, what what we're going to do. Um, Wood was average at best, if you're being kind. He didn't really give the, the debut we were hoping for. Um, Sam Maxman's great when it works, but the rest of the time... He takes too many touches and no one bothers moving anymore. So he gets the ball and everyone just stands and watches and says, well, he'll, he'll sort this out. Um, which isn't really his fault because he's, he's right. Like, I wouldn't pass to Ryan Fraser either, but like, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 there's no cohesion at the top end of the field. And when you've only kept one clean sheet all season, you need either one end or the other to function and we have neither end functioning. So when you captain and large centre-half gets out-jumped by Joe Pedro with two minutes to go. You concede a needless equaliser and you have to settle for a point. Um, the, I mean, the Sissoko missed an unbelievable chance as well. They, they probably had enough chances to win it, whereas we had one shot on target. So, reading that what you will. Um, until this game, I was, I'd always been... Not confident, but I, I was erring on the side that we'd probably get out of it by buying our way out of trouble. I'm really not sure we're going to do that now. We, um, Howard's had 10 games. He hasn't beaten Norwich at home, hasn't beaten Brentford at home, hasn't beaten Watford at home. He just about beat Burnley at home. Um, we've played the teams around us now. Um, we've got Leeds away on Saturday, obviously 
next up the ladder from Watford, I think, in the table, unless it's changed since they beat West Ham. Ah, yeah, but... uh, yes. Well, good news. We've got, we've got to play Everton twice, but the bad news is they've, they've replaced the manager they hate. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but, well, the good news is they might be hiring Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well, we'll see how that develops. But So, yeah, we're running out of, of games that you know we would say they are stick-on wins for us. Um, we have got, you know, 18 games to go, so I'm not quite... Sealed out, I'll fear it, but when you've won once all season, that includes both cup competitions, um, you're starting to wonder if we're going to pull ourselves out of this. We're trying to sign Diego Carlos from Sevilla, which in theory looks like a great idea, but he's also committed the most mistakes leading to goals in the top five European leagues this season, so... You know. Fit right in then, the Well, that's it. That definitely seems like an Eddie Howe signing. Well, he's a ball playing centre half, isn't he? Um, <laughs> I mean, don't get us wrong. Our centre halves need replacing. Um, they well, they aren't up to the task. I would say. I mean, most of our squad into replacing. We're desperate for a midfielder who I think I've been banging this drum for three years now. A midfielder who can pass and run. Um, applica- yeah. Applications open for. Someone actually protect actually protect the defence. That's all we ask. Like at the minute, like John Joe Shelby stands there. He got booked in the sixth minute, so his uh, his protection was pretty much null and void for 84 minutes because that cynical foul of his was out of action very early on this week. Uh, Isaac Hayden got injured for a while. Sean Longstaff is a waste of skin, um, and Joe Willock has disappeared. Like he, he is a shadow of what he once was. Um, so. The middle of the park looking a bit bleak at the minute. Um, so, I not all rosy in the garden. Um, we've got 13, 14 days left of the transfer window to buy probably at least one centre half, at least one midfielder, uh, and whatever else we get our hands on. So, right, so let's for, forget the game. I mean, I think you've, you've covered that enough and you're obviously going to know more than us. So on the on the incomings, um, obviously you mentioned Diego Carlos, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, any any other names added, <laughs> added around? Pretty much everyone, who, everyone who's ever played professional football has been linked with us this, <laughs> this month. I mean, just to, I mean, today Zapata from Atlanta was linked, which, all right, that would be, be nice. I'd enjoy that, but... Why would you move from a team that's performing pretty well to a team that's more or less bottom of the Premier League? I'm not sure any one of these bigger names are going to come. Um, Dembele from Barcelona is a name that won't go away. Uh, There seems to be a a theory that the powers that be in Saudi Arabia would really like like a marquee signing to, to parade. There's been talk of us going over to Saudi Arabia uh, after the Leeds game, because we've got ten, maybe more days off um, before our next okay. game. Um, if I were them, I wouldn't go because uh, they might not come back. But um, <laughs> well, you could send maybe if you send some of them over. Well, you send over uh, long staff and <laughs> I've heard Je- I've heard Jeff Hendricks going to lead the party over there, so we'll we'll see. How <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, yeah, it is looking obviously concerned. I think we spoke. Was it Saturday? We spoke Sunday. You know about Nat Phillips or, or Joe Gomez might be good options, even on loan till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know. I cannot really under overstate how bad our defenders are in some cases. Like, yeah. especially like to be fair, Eddie Howe, and this is 
kind of where the problem comes in is that he's, we know he's not an organizer and he, ha- he he wants to play a more progressive game of football, which is fine. But we, it's none of the players are up to it, or so few of them are up to it, should I say. Um, Jamal Lascelles quite usually quite reasonable defenders penalty box, but not a he's not a passer out of he's not going to he's not going to carry the ball out the, out of the defence. Um, Trippier, good signing, like Trippier a lot. Um, left back, Paul Dummett was back, who was like, if you look up a man with a straight back in the like on Google, it'll be him. Like he, he's just. <laughs> He is he is the most upright of footballers, but it doesn't really help with anything. <laughs> so that, that's what we're dealing with here. Like, along with him, and obviously we, all our players have got like they're really good at one thing and then really bad at another, like fundamental attribute. Um, plus, like a lot of them were brought to play on the counter attack. Um, so only have to actually break teams down. Yeah. None of them can do anything. Like Ryan Fraser looked really good at Bournemouth for us. Just doesn't have anything. Uh, can't put a finger on why. Is it the system? Is it the? Is it just a couple of years catching up with them? Don't know. Absolutely hopeless. Um, so, I think we'll buy as many players as we physically can. Uh, <coughs> well, and they'll all have release clauses, so we'll just keep all the other ones until we get relegated, and then come back in and be like, well, get us promoted again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it's looking... Not not likely. What's the word? More and more that way. Anyway, you know, it looks. I, I've been on the. I fancy Newcastle to stay up. Um, we'll go to the the man who's always been on the opposite side of the tracks and who's had Newcastle relegated since week one. Um, Simon, uh, thoughts on the on the game and the, the situation as a whole? Um, the, I mean, the game like itself and Dave's sort of pretty much covered it there. You, you know, one shot on target at home to relegation rival. It's it's not a great look, is it? Um, Newcastle on the whole, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, all all season that I've kind of thought, yeah, they're, they're more than likely to go down. But I kind of always said that a lot would depend on on the business that they can do in January and at, at the start of the month. And and even Nelson, you know, you, you saw two points off status. They are within touch and distance, which I think was key. However, the the longer we get. In, into January and there's still not an awful lot come in I mean from my point of view you were saying you need like at least one defender one midfielder I, th- I think there's so much more needed a person there I think Trippier is a great signing but I think you need you need three other people in that back four you need two new centre-backs and a new left-back I'd be looking at a goalkeeper and I'd be looking at at least one or two midfielders I, I really I really struggle to see where the quality is throughout the most of that squad. I think going forwards, if obviously Callum Wilson's injured, but if I don't know how long he's out for, but he's a goal scorer. I think Chris Woods is is a sensible signing because I think he'll get you a, a handful of goals and it in Knackers Burnley as well. So I think you they've 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 made a good start with these with the those two signings. But I just think there's so much more needed, and I'm not sure they're going to get the players in that that, that they require right now to to stay up. Um, yeah, it's it's looking bleak, unfortunately. It's hard to argue any of that. I think. I mean, you mentioned the goalkeeper there as well. I mean, Dubravka hasn't really come back from injury um, anywhere near the form that he had last season. Um, 
who wasn't really at fault for the goal on, on, on Saturday, but probably was at fault last Saturday in the FA Cup. So um, I would be upset really if we signed a you know a top goalkeeper from somewhere. But the problem is we're finding out. I don't think it's lack of effort. It's just January is a, it's a seller's market, um, and at some yeah. at some point you're gonna have to decide: do you just pay over the odds and be done with it, or do you keep offering what you think a player is worth um, and getting and getting rejected? Um, I, I don't think Newcastle in the position that they can afford to to try and do that second one and just pay what you think they're worth. I think everyone knows that that they they've got the club over a barrel, and you, you I think you just have to sort of bite the bullet. But it's even then it's still where the players clubs would sell. I mean, obviously Tarkovsky was he, you know heavily linked lead into January. I just I I don't see why Burnley unless it was you're talking like ridiculous Harry Maguire transfer fee being offered. Why would Burnley sell him? Because he's only got six months on his contract, so they've either got to. But it's, from their point, but would it not be better for them to to risk losing him on a free but bank gamble that he would he'd be able to help keep them up rather than sell get money for him, but basically confirm their relegation with Chris Wood going as well. Uh, well, I mean, it's a question for Burnley to sort out. Really, I mean, they might. Yeah. I mean, if they're Burnley, they might say, "Well, why don't we go and get Nat Phillips for X amount, sell Tarkovsky for something rather than nothing, and are we any worse off?" I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Tarkovsky's been average this season. I, I mean, he's, he's better than what we've got, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's irreplaceable. Um, mm. And without being disrespectful, there's probably ten centre halves who are of a similar quality who can't get games for their clubs or at the top end of the championship or, you know, they, they bought Nathan Collins, is it, from Stoke, who's like next in line. I think they paid something like 50 million for him. Um, he's their sort of third centre-half at the minute. Um, if that's the type of deal they want to do, I imagine there's probably plenty of them out there who could do just mm. that. Um, so that's something they'll have to decide. I, I, I mean, if we get Tarkovsky... It's not going to make or break our season, in my opinion. I think he's, I think he's good, but I think he's, you know, there's probably better out there. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. He's definitely not at the heights that we'd we'd expected. Um, it's going to be a busy, busy couple of weeks, I'd imagine, for Newcastle. And I think, as you say, Dave, what the the incomings that come in are definitely going to be really what makes makes or breaks the season. Um, next game which obviously has massive implications around, obviously, the Newcastle position. And also, who I believe, maybe the, the manager of Newcastle United next season, <laughs> um, which I will stand by my prediction I made a few weeks ago. Um, Norwich 2, Everton 1. Obviously, the result, which we then seen um, resign. I assume he was fired, not stepped down. But, yeah, Rafa left Everton the, the following day, Dave. Yes. Uh, I mean, I know Carl is keen to come on and would have come on this week, but he has to work tonight when we're recording. So we'll probably get Carl on in a, in a future week to discuss whoever Everton bring in. Um, I think it's some Everton up, really. Apparently the two candidates to replace um, Rafa were either Roberto Martinez, who is everything is a wing everything is a wing back and pass, 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 or Duncan Ferguson, who is not. Like, what, like surely, surely you have a philosophy, and you go with you know a few managers who have a similar kind of philosophy, rather than two opposite ends of the scale. Uh, but anyway, that's you know that's 
by the by. Uh, I mean, that's first things first. Everton were god awful here. Um, yeah. Norwich won by playing very basic football, putting balls in the box and scoring goals, uh, or Michael Keane scoring on goals for them. Um, they are, obviously Everton rallied a little bit in the second half. Richarlison scored a you know, good finish, um, but oh, it's such it's a poor result. I mean, obviously Norwich don't beat many teams. Um, they've won three times as many games as we have, so you know so that's la- that's life. But we were saying last week that Norwich actually look a bit worse under Dean Smith than they um, and they did under Farker. Um, and you know some of that will be down to COVID and the amount of games they've had, and generally the squad being threadbare. I mean, Adam Adam I just scored here. Um, might, might actually be his first Premier League goal. That's that's where we're at with Norwich. Um, and I wasn't really surprised at all that he got sacked after this result because, I mean, the fans have never been keen. I mean, we I think we all said at the time like, why yeah. why is he going there? Um, he had to be absolutely inch perfect in every result he had, or else this was always going to happen. And it's happened after six months, which everybody predicted was going to happen. <laughs> it was. It was doomed to failure from the start, uh, and it obviously has failed. So, I think it's done no one any favours. I mean, Everton looks stupid again for hiring a manager that no one really wanted, um, backing him for one and a half transfer windows, and then pulling the plug after he spent a combined thirty million on two fullbacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, so, <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> just, I mean, the club's an absolute mate. I mean, Simon. Have you got anything to add on the game before we, we talk about just the the mess of the club as, as a whole? Um, no, I mean, on the game, it was, it was just funny, wasn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. We, I, I love we, it. I love we were in the, uh, in, in the pub, uh, obviously, before the Villa game, the late kick-off, and like, I, I just... I, I just glanced up at the screen like about ten past three, and I was like, "What? How, how the hell?" Because on, on the way into um, on the way into Birmingham, I was talking to my mate, and we were looking at the table, going, "God, Norwich are bloody awful. They've only scored eight goals this season, and then they've got two more within ten minutes." Uh, no, it, it, it was just funny, but I mean, Everton, what a basket case of a club they've become. I mean, like you were saying with Rafa there. Point a manager that no, none of their fans wanted. They get rid of was it the director of football at his insistence, and then <laughs> this you know just this last week because he they sell one of their best players because he's fallen out with the manager who they've then sacked three days later. It's just they they've just become a really real joke of a club, I think, and the the ownership. They just—I I don't think they—they they really have a clue what they're doing. It's absolutely mad, like to have got a club of that stature in, a, in this kind of state. And I mean, they will get relegated in the next couple of years unless they sort this out quickly, because the, the decline is very real. Like you just look at the position mm. of the league now. Uh, I know Raf will take a lot of the hit for it, but when you when you come into a club and you can sign. What was it? Three million pounds worth of players, and you get you know Demari Gray and Townsend, who have been two of their better players. To be, to be quite honest mm. with you, um, I mean, how much of it's his fault? Um, I I don't know personally. I mean, he, he probably could have done some things differently, but as soon as they stopped winning games, because they started like a train, remember? As soon as the yeah. tide, as soon as the tide turned, there was absolutely no support from whatsoever. I think people were waiting for him to fail. 
Uh, yeah, it's definitely. It's just a mess completely, isn't it? It's, um, Rafa's also been without Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison for oh, yeah. the majority of the season as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you go back to, what, five managers they've had in spending all this money and there's players still there from each regime, you know, so every player's got a different philosophy and got a different manager. <laughs> um, as Simon mentioned, you, they sat the director of football because he's been atrocious. I don't know what he actually does. Um, Rafa's t- fallen out with arguably their best player, Dinia. Uh, so they've sold him. They've brought in another. They've brought in two players this the window um, because of Rafa, and then then they fire him. Like surely they knew the pressure was on. Well, let me ask you this, right? If they hadn't appointed Rafa in the summer, let's say they appointed Nuno, which was mooted for a long time, and he, let's say the, the results had gone exactly the same way, do you think he'd have been sacked just now? No. no. Absolutely not. No, of course he wouldn't. So it's the fans who've done this themselves. I mean, I've said the top of this item like we should never have appointed him in the first place because it was always going to happen as soon as there was a sign yeah. of trouble oh we'll get rid of the manager so all they've done is set themselves back to where they were in the summer um, mm. minus Lukadenia but but plus a Ukrainian left back called is it Mik- <laughs> Mikalenko and plus yeah. plus Nathan Patterson from Rangers who I know nothing about but he cost £15 million pounds, so yeah, <laughs> whoever whoever comes in is surely though they're just going to have the same problems that Raf had in the summer. I think the point you're making, Dave, about that, you know, the the real strong decline and the real strong chance of relegation in the next couple of years is true because they've, I believe they've got like quite a few money problems in terms of being able to actually spend money despite the apparent wealth of the owners and the amount of money they've spent. I'm sure I've read or heard something in the last week or two about they're like FFP, basically meaning that there's no real money to spend on players. Well, that was why they um, couldn't spend in the summer because they they had to comply yeah. by these rules. But I don't know how long so, that lasts. But when you've got, as we've already said you know, a number of times in the last few weeks, such a an odd, an oddly put together squad, and if there's not much wiggle room in terms of being able to, well, obviously you can move players out, but then actually having the funds to to, to replace them, I, I think whoever, whatever manager they go for next, and I actually, really, I really hope they go for Martinez because that would be <laughs> fucking hilarious. I, 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 I think he's one, of, one of the biggest frauds in management. Some of the jobs he's had are unbelievable, considering what he's actually done. But um, yeah, so it'd be quite funny if they got him back. So the the story tonight is that the Belgian FA don't want him to do. Like double duty, so split his, split his time between Belgium and Everton. I think Everton was till the end of the season, and obviously the World Cups in this in the in the in the winter. So he'd have another yeah. four or five months to prepare for that. Ah, if Martinez got the Everton squad, what on earth are you going to do with that? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, Calvert Lewin be we would never get the ball. He just it just be it just be in, in relentless passing through the midfield. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Tom Tom Davis and Andre Gomez just constantly squaring it five well, minutes to each other. I, I read a quote from a, a comer who was now was an ex Everton player who worked under Martiners, and I think it said in training um, he once asked. I think was, they must have considered a lot of set pieces, and he said, "Why aren't we ever practicing defending set pieces?" 
And Graham Jones, who is now our assistant, but has been Martinez's assistant in a lot of jobs, said, you only have to defend maybe three set pieces a game, so why waste time doing that when we can practice passing the ball around, which we do for 90% of the game? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, on, 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 to, on to Agent Rafa, anyway, Dave. Yeah. Um, that's our manager next year. Uh, I mean, I'm almost, well, apparently he did turn down the job um, when we, when the Saudis first bought us this summer, or whenever it was, October I think it was, um, because he didn't want to, didn't want to leave Everton, probably a bad decision right there. Um, I've no doubt he was the consortium's first choice, they certainly would have appointed him had they got in when they first wanted us last last year, whenever it was, maybe two years ago now. it was only circumstance that he didn't get it this time round. Uh, I think he will certainly be offered the job again at some point in his life. Whether he wants it or not is another matter, because he he looks a bit beaten, to be honest. Like this whole thing seems to have worn him out a little bit. Um, this part of me as well, like just wants to start again. I don't want people to come back. I want most of the current squad to leave. Um, I just want a fresh start, but at the same time, be- start, yeah. at the same time, beggars can't be choosers. So, if we get relegated and Rafa wants to come back and rebuild us, I'm fine with that. But also, if we never hear his name again, I can make my peace with that. Because the sort of going back, it doesn't always work out. In fact, it very rarely works out. Um, yeah, that's very true. And I'm uh, still on the beat. I just want to see Rafa with some money. I've just I've wanted to see it since 2008 no I mean it'll be very interesting but on the other hand he's also just spent 15 million on Rangers back up right back so maybe (laughs) maybe we'll maybe we'll hold the phone on that one he is also their better right back um, in his defence I I think Patterson's a very good signing Um, I I actually said that Patterson would have actually been ideal for you guys the only disappointing the only the only thing that I can see why they would rather went for the twelve million Trippier is Trippier's like at that level now, whereas Parsons not quite at that level, but he's got a higher ceiling than Trippier. So that, that I, I get the I get the logic to Trippier for you guys at least. Well, Trippier's captain material. Like you can see the way he goes around the pitch and the way he, you know sort of organises those around him. He. Um... If we stay up and he stays, I, I think he'll be captain in the next couple of years. Um, unless, you know, we end up signing someone ridiculous. But he has been really good in the way he conducts himself. Um, I mean, obviously we lost to Cambridge and most of the players tried to go down the tunnel and it was Trippier who was on his debut who was pulling them back on saying, go and, go and clap the fans. Because, um, you know, f- you've got different tier of football and some of them are just know what you have to do <laughs> as a professional <laughs> footballer and too many of our guys have had a free ride for too long um, and he's yeah. probably found out very quickly that uh, he's surrounded by morons so <laughs> very very true um, we will move along anyway um, actually we'll get Carl on in the next week or two once they've appointed someone and we'll discuss the whole Everton saga some more because I enjoy it greatly um, <laughs> We then have Wolverhampton Wanderers 3, Southampton 1. Um, Wolves are just looking very efficient. It's not like them to score three goals. They've, they've, been, no. they've been very good at winning like 1-0 recently. Um, I think they've got the second best defensive record in the league behind Man City. 
Um, I mean, no shame at all in conceding that free kick to Ward Prowse because that was. Uh, that's, that's it was like, bad, was it? I mean, that's that's like a it's a PlayStation goal, isn't it? Like that shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed to happen. <laughs> but, uh, fair, I mean, fair play. That's just ridiculously good technique. Um, but no wolves that are just you know this season surprise package. The way they're going, they're um, they're looking very good for a top six spot. Um, I like the manager. Yeah. Uh, he, he not only talks a really good game, but obviously the players on the pitch seem to seem to carry out what he wants to do really well. Um, and even Adama Traore scored. Yeah, but um, he looks like he's leaving today. Oh, where's he going? Uh, to Spurs. Um, give me two seconds. can't remember if it was a loan or a, maybe a permanent transfer, but he was at Spurs Stadium today. I am, I'm sure I've seen the tweet. Should have been big um, news. Yeah, breaking news. Do, do, do. Yeah, twenty million to sports. Um, he's out, I, I assume he's got a contract this summer, isn't he? Uh, twenty mil seems quite cheap in today's market. Yeah. Uh, oh, do, 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 what is it here? I don't know if locked in. Did, did, did. Yeah, a loan for six months with the obligation to buy and make the move permanent for twenty million plus add-ons in the summer. Mm. Well, hang on. I mean, if they're going to pay twenty million from in the summer, what wouldn't you say? I'll wait and get them for free, like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I assume not out of contact this summer. Then, if that's the case, because if not, as you say, that doesn't make sense. But, I, I, I'd assume not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Wolves replaced him with a three million winger from guess where, Portugal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... It's, it's, do you know what? Like, rules are quite strange in the way they sell their players. They're quite, quite intelligent. So obviously, when Liverpool signed Jota from from Wolves, he he wasn't in the first team. You know, he was kind of the the backup forward. And now Adam Adamatori can barely kick a ball. Um, obviously, he scored on on Saturday, but he's he's been on the bench recently and not even playing because. <laughs> The manager just doesn't trust him quite rightly because he's watched them play. <laughs> well, I mean, if if he goes to Spurs and he plays right wing back in Conte's system, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that'll be good for him. Um, I mean, Conte made Victor Moses look good in that position, so I'd say <laughs> I'd say anything's possible. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a perfectly fair remark. If you can do wonders with Victor Moses, then you can definitely do it with. with I totally forgot. As amateur, um, I mean Simon, the 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 wonderful James Ward Price strike aside, um, Southampton are just a, a shell of themselves, aren't they? Of what we all them for last season. Yeah, well, they're a really weird team, Southampton, because obviously, yeah, last season, the great start, a terrible end, and they've looked... This season, they've gone through spells of, like, not looking that bad to then go in, like, a four or five game room where they look dreadful. And then, obviously, last week, during the week, they battered Brentford at home 4-1. The Wolves game... To be fair, I only saw obviously the highlights of the match of the day. But from what I saw, I, 
kind of found the scoreline flattered Wolves quite a bit, actually. Southampton seemed to have more chances and the better chances. And just looking at the stats now, Southampton had quite a bit more possession and had double the amount of shots on target. Had 10 corners to Wolves' two. Um, I, I, I kind of actually think they they were a bit lucky not to have got anything out of that game on, on Saturday. But as we've kind of said, Wolves just seem to be going about their job quite nicely this season, sort of quite a bit under the radar. Really. No one's really talked about them because probably they're so boring to watch. But if if it's getting the results, I think you'll pull up with it. But yeah, Southampton, they're funny, funny team, really. I think start of the season, you look to them and thought, where the goal's coming from? And obviously that's still, I think, an area of concern for them. But they just they managed to put themselves on little runs every now and again where they might go four or five and beat and even if the majority of them are draws, they're still picking up points and I think they were taken over last week or so, weren't they? Or there was some sort of takeover there. So um yeah, they don't I mean, they're an odd team. I don't don't quite know what to make of them. I mean the they're twelfth in the league, which you kind of I don't really understand how. Yeah, that's a very valid point because I um, I agree. I'm not sure either. Um, but it was like we, we, I'm sure we only said the same about Wolves maybe a month ago. <laughs> uh, we just yeah. didn't understand how, how they were where they were. I just I, I felt like they hadn't won a game. I think they were on like you know like your goal difference. It was just one of those. Yeah, but I don't know. The, the more this manager has kind of got his system in place, and was it um, did they play Man United? Quite recently, an absolute bath on them. They did, yeah. And again, not seen a lot of Man United. Um, <laughs> as we'll come on to in a minute, but yeah, they just completely, you know, outplayed Man United. And there's no, no reason, as you said, Dave, that Will shouldn't be battling for that top six um, the way they're playing. No, I think there's every chance they'll certainly be in and around there come the end of the season. I mean, there's always chance that, you know, Man United may get a run together at some point and. Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham will have a lot to say about it, but they're definitely in the mix. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll move on to the last game of the day then, the late game. I will come to yourself, Simon. Um, Aston Villa 2, Man United 2. Um, I mean, all in all, you'll be happy with a point against Man United. As you, you've, you always mentioned, you you never seem to beat them, but um, over the the overall course of this game, you might, you've got to be disappointed in not taking three points. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those, uh, that obviously we, we played them, uh, last Monday in the FA Cup at, up at Old Trafford and I thought pretty much dominated for, for the majority of that game and somehow didn't win it. So you were going into that game, it's, it's probably the most confident I've ever been going into a home game against Man U because obviously we've beaten them once this season already we should have beaten them again the other night so you and uh as we were sort of talking about before we started recording i don't i don't know how many of their players would get into our first team right now um so you you're going in for the confidence but we didn't we didn't start the game well you know the first two or three minutes i i, I thought we just never really got going and then obviously we conceded the early goal a poor mistake for Martinez. No, he's. I think uh, no one needs to tell him, and he sort of held his hands up afterwards. It's, it's one of those 
we were kind of, we were, me and uh, mates were saying in the pub beforehand, just the last thing you want to do is just concede an early goal and, and kill any sort of momentum that you can bring up. And, and that's exactly what happened. And then the first 25 minutes, half an hour, we just we, we just didn't turn up at all. Manu, I don't think, played particularly well during the game, but they, they didn't have to because, as I say, we, we were just really passive and uh, didn't weren't aggressive towards them which you know we'd, we'd done that on Monday night we'd, we we got at them quite quite high up the pitch and got stuck into them and so I think missing John McGinn in the midfield was was a big loss uh, obviously he was suspended and so we we didn't really get a foothold in the midfield and towards the end of the first half sort of came back into it a little bit and then the second half obviously Dovin Gerrard giving them a rocket at half time and we started off all right, didn't really create an awful lot. And then we gifted them a second goal. So, you know, Sanson under hits the back pass. And looking back, Ming should probably just take Fred out on the edge of the box, just take the yellow cards. Um, it was good finish from Fernandez, to be fair to him, but I, I don't want to give him credit because he's just a prick. <laughs> he's, he, I mean, he's uh, one of the moan, most moany rat face little tosses in the league at the moment <laughs> but um but anyway so that obviously put them tuning up and the real sort of kicking the balls which we thought at the time of that was Coutinho was just about to come on if he comes on at one nil down like the, the crowd obviously get a big lift but they literally just as he was about to bring him on went two nil up and so he's he's brought onto the pitch and everyone's like oh well Okay, it's nice to see him, but it's sort of pointless because the game's gone. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know when. I mean, the, the crowd obviously like a bit down, but I think it, the players on the pitch just seemed to have a bit of a lift when, when he came on. Jacob Ramsey hadn't had a great first half, but all of a sudden he was playing nice little intricate passes. Emmy Brendia had his probably best game for us. He, he, he did cause them a few problems, and then. Obviously, we get get the goal back with about 15 minutes to go, I think. Nice little finish from Jacob Ramsey. And then uh, little Phil had his had his magic moments. And to be honest, <laughs> I went... I, I think I ended up about two rows further forward than, than I'd started. The uh, the celebrations were, were great. And you're sort of thinking, oh, my God, is, is this going to finally be the day that we beat them at home? And it wasn't to be, but it was just... Um, it was nice to be on the right end of a of a comeback in that game because I cannot tell you the amount of times in this fixture at Villa Park when we've been one or two goals up with five, ten minutes to go and, and have somehow lost the game. So I did enjoy uh, shutting their fans up and, and have to see them slink off towards the end of the game. But no, it was, um, yeah, good character to come back from it. But you, you sort of thinking if we'd have started the game, like, uh, like we played in the second half, we'd have probably won that. And I'd say Luca Dina had a really, really impressive debut. I mean, sort of, you can you can see why we've made that upgrade on target because going f- forward in this formation, the system that we're playing, he just offers so much more quality going forward. So, yeah, all, all in all, positives to take. I think with a tinge of disappointment. Yeah, no, I, everything you've said, I, I completely agree. Um, 
even on player performances that you mentioned, like Jacob Rance, he was he, he was borderline atrocious for that first half. Um, I don't. It's to be expected for somebody so young. Obviously, you can't be good all the time. I I, I really think John McGinn was just a huge miss, just having somebody in there. Um, like a lot of teams, you really need a defensive midfielder. Um, oh, gotcha. I think we'll agree to disagree always uh, on um, a certain Tyron Mings. Um, I think if you can upgrade him, which shouldn't be difficult, um, I think that makes such a difference. And I can't believe I'm even saying this, but Danny Ings just doesn't doesn't fit. Doesn't go with Watkins. Um, Damn it, just does, it just doesn't work. It, I, I'd like to think that that is... That was the final nail in in that experiment. Like as I've said, be. as I've said before on, on this podcast on more than one occasion, you, I'm very, more than happy to have the two of them in the squads, uh, but but only one of them can play. And I I think the idea will be, be Watkins. It, yeah, uh, well that yeah I would be Watkins would be my first choice through the middle, and I suspect that once he's um once he's got his match fitness up, that you'll see Coutinho and Buendia playing as sort of two number tens behind Watkins. That's what I think you will do. Yeah, obviously, as I say, I, I always listen to that the Villa podcast and, and they're, they're on Buendia's back all season. Um, and this is probably the first time I've watched, you know, the full game. And I thought he was phenomenal in this game. Is this, is this as you said, you said it was one of his better games, obviously, but is this a, a rarity for his performance for you guys or... Um, to be fair, since Gerard's come in, no, I, I think the the problem at the start of the season, I think I I may mentioned uh, on here uh, early on in the year that he he was been played out of position, and so fans were sort of getting on his back. And my thought was always, yeah, okay, he, he could do more, but it's if you if you signed a, a player at left back and played him in central midfield and he didn't play well, you'd be going, well, of course he's not going to play well. So if you you're signing like a sort of number 10 who plays off the rice and you're trying to play him in a central midfield role, then then it's not going to work. But since Gerald's come in, he's been, he's been playing in his right position and he's got better. And yeah, the, I mean, this the Saturday was definitely his best game. I agree with you. I, I thought he was he was outstanding, but he, he has been improving a lot in the last few weeks. And you kind of think, you know, we our next six games coming up now, I think we've got got Everton, Leeds, Watford, Brighton, Southampton and Newcastle. And you think that that it's it's not a bad six games to have and you know the likes of Buendia and Coutinho linking up together and Ramsey getting forward, they they should have quite a bit of fun against those teams, I think, and we should be able to create quite a few chances. So yeah, it's uh there's there's, there's a lot of positives to work on, but like you said, defensive midfield that that has to be a priority because without we can have all these uh, attacking sort of talents and players available, but there, there needs to be some protection in that midfield, and, and there just isn't. And that that's sort of that that that's key for me. If we don't get that sorted this window, which will be tough, I think the best we could hope for is maybe ninth or tenth. And then you'd look, maybe look to, to sort that out next summer, but yeah, that that's a priority position. No, yeah, no, I can't agree more, uh, Dave. I mean, did you see the game? We've been a tea time kickoff. Uh, uh, I saw I, I, on Villa. 
I saw most of it, yeah. I thought Villa were pretty good, especially second half. Um, Jacob Ramsey just gets better every week. Um, I know he said he didn't have the greatest of first half, thanks, Sai, but um, generally, you know, I think he's, he's he's involved a lot in the games. Obviously, watched him yeah. Monday night as well, uh, which I thought you were quite unlucky in, to be honest. I mean, without going into the that game, you know, forensically, I thought you probably had the, the, the better of the chances, really, on the balance of play. Um, harsh to go out, I think, um, but such as Man United's luck on some occasions. Um, but <laughs> uh, they weren't great, as you say, here. They got a lucky goal early on when Martinez made his, his one mistake. I mean, he's obviously been very, very good, um, so you probably let him have one. Um, and the second goal came from. Who gave it away? You have to remind us. Uh, Sadson. That's the fella. Man, he got subbed off straight away, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure was just a coincidence. He was terrible. Well, then to be fair, so, because I say we were honestly only 1-0 down at the time. Um, I saw the, I think he was the interview Joe I did on the Villa website. Um, he said that the the plan was to take, he was going to take Ings off for Coutinho, but once we went 2-0 down, he thought, well, we may as well just go for it. So that's why, that's why Sadson came off there. Uh, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously it worked out. Um, and, uh, I mean, Coutinho, motivated Coutinho is going to improve you a lot. Uh, he probably, probably improved most Premier League teams, to be honest. I know he's had a lot of flack for his Barcelona stint, but uh, he's too good a player to be written off. You know, I, 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 if we'd say no, I'd have been over the, over the moon, because I think he's you know top, top player. Um, and you, obviously I think you'll enjoy having him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty chuffed that yeah, we've yeah. got him. No, he should be, absolutely should be. I mean, can't wait for him to come up against us in a few weeks at uh, St James's Park when he has to run, <laughs> ra- he has to run around his former teammate John Joe Shelby. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big bet to go down, though. To be fair. <laughs> well, I hope he's wearing his shin pads. <laughs> yeah. um, there's not really much to add on this. I mean. Like as, as good as Villa were in that second half, um, I mean, it just shows how bad they were in the first half because Man United are actually terrible. And it sounds like I was keeping on them, but they, uh, you mentioned it, Simon, who obviously we had spoke off here. The, just that 11, I mean, obviously De Gea is a great goalkeeper, like phenomenal. Um, he, we talk all you want about how much he earns, but he's definitely earned every penny. Of his wage in his Man United career, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, he was playing the year for four seasons or something. That's how bad they had been. It's just um, bizarre how close they were to totally getting rid of him last season for Dean Henderson. Like you know, it looked. <laughs> yeah. If 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 Henderson hadn't caught cord, he would have started the season as the number one. Right enough, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, as as look transpired from my night's point of view, De Gea took the gloves, performed really well, and Henderson hadn't been able to get back in. So. It's funny how things work out, but uh, well, to hear it's a fax machine that you still there, remember? Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember mean, the dodgy fax machine. That... But yeah, to hear has been their most consistent performer all season, really. Yeah, um, I mean Cavani looked a bit off yesterday. Uh, Fernandez was good. He's he's just a, he is a good player. I mean, no coincidence, he's, he's back to his best when when Ronaldo's not there. I know. Uh, I know. It's... It's just makes that <laughs> Stranger and stranger. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it's a good point for yourself, Simon. 
Um, is there, I mean, since you're odd, I mean, is there any talk of any more incomings? You know, forgetting what you need, but is there, like, serious links? Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's been quite a lot of strong links um, with Basuma, which, from a, a point, if you're just talking purely about playing ability point of view, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But I, I, I think it would be quite foolish to go out and spend the 40 to 50 million that seems to be reported mm. when, you know, there's there's a police investigation still outstanding. I, I'd like to think that the club wouldn't really touch that because you, you know, you just leave yourself open to looking really foolish. So, but, but the, there are strong links to him from like quite a few sort of respected journalists who tend to not yeah, be talking not. about. So, We'll have to wait and see. But I, I don't think we'll be done yet. I mean, just, I think Dina, his interview, uh, when he joined, he, he was talking about, the, he, he, the way he taught seemed to suggest, like, he was sort of told what what the plans are with, with transfers yeah. and people coming in. And Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if in the next week or two you see a couple of players coming in as well. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. Um, we will move on to Sunday then, um, and a very, I'd say standard win for Liverpool against Brentford, but I thought Brentford were not unlucky to obviously win the game, but they had a couple of good chances. Um, and I, I do feel if Liverpool were against a better opposition, um, they might have struggled a bit more than they did here. But um, did any of you guys watch this one? I haven't even seen the goals. I just realised I didn't bother me ass to watch Master Day Two last night. Um, so I saw the I saw the result, but I haven't seen a single minute of it. So and uh, well, the, the, we haven't planned this well because I'm exactly the same boat as Dave. Oh, good job! I watched. Right. So we opened the scoring with Fabinho scoring his third in a week. Um, which makes him our fifth top goal scorer this season. So that tells you everything you need to know about our goal scoring um, exploits this year. Uh, Ox scored the second. I'm trying to remember if it was a header. It, it was. I'm feeling it was. It was, it was yeah. a stooping header. It was, yeah. So Ox got the second. I don't, Denny, he hurt himself not long after it, so I don't know if he's ended up injured. Probably went all no. He stayed on. The, no, he did. He went straight off. Huh? I mean, you you, you watch yeah. it, Ali. I mean, you could you could you could say well, anything. Wanted, you could say anything yeah, you want exactly, to. Yeah. He went off straight after it. Um, for Taki Minamino, who then came on and scored a six-yard open goal tapping to make amends for that absolute <laughs> devastating. Oh God! Um, against Arsenal on Thursday, but. Brentford had 3-0 uh, sounds very comfortable obviously and makes me sound like weak and we did we had 13 shots on target they only had one so I can only imagine they had got, like, shots disallowed but you know they had a lot of nice chances a couple of good headers um, who weren't like great as like the lineup is atrocious and, and unlike both you two shits we won't, we won't sign anybody. We're we're currently on the monitoring stage, and then <laughs> the clearing interest, and then it'll be June before we know it. So um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's about it. And that um, Brentford fourteenth. Ah, I mean, twenty three points. So what are they? 
10 points from safety. Yeah, too many points. Do you think we can be dragged in? No, they'll be fine. Unfortunately, yeah. next season, I think they'll probably go down. But interestingly, they're trying to sign Christian Eriksen on a free transfer. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Idea. Well, they get the first refusal on every Danish player, so I mean, it only makes sense. <laughs> for him, so. <laughs> so, has he been released from his contract at? Yeah, so he's not allowed to play in Serie A because of the thing he's got in his heart. Um, okay. I can't what it's called now, but it's apparently part of the... It must be an insurance thing, I think, over there. I'm not really sure, but either way, he um, oh. he was allowed to be released because he physically can't play in that league, so he's on a free. Looking for a club. Mm. Yeah. I'd sure he makes a recovery in plays, especially if it's something he wants to do, and it's not a, it's not a financial thing. Hopefully it's just a... Well, I mean, like, I think it's Daily Blind who's got who's got the same thing, and he's played right. played a full a full career um, since it happened. So, yeah, I'm sure. So, Ericsson about maybe a couple a week or so ago, did, uh, saw an interview where he was talking about how he he's he really wants to be able to go and play for Denmark in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, next winter. Yeah. So that that would be a. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be like, just really, really nice thing if if he can resurrect his yeah. career again. I, I, and and, I, I, and if I'd he does, imagine... what a, what a player they 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 get on their hands. Like, I mean, oh, obviously yeah, he's, yeah. he won't be at the level that he was in his pomp. But if you know, if he's if he's fit and, and happy and playing football, that's, that's it's not a bad free signing. It's not. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd absolutely love to sign him if, if the option was there for us. Tell you what, Dave, that's a shout, by the way. Like somebody like that, and you can get a free. Yeah, but um, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't uh, doesn't appeal doesn't appeal to us anymore. If Mike Ashley, yeah, if Mike Ashley was still in charge, he'd have been signed last week. Oh, <laughs> Liverpool might be all over that. Actually, it's free, cheap. We can sell Salah. Get out of here. Seems like the sort of FSP model. Um, because there's still Liverpool fans in Liverpool parts of the media that don't want to sign Salah on the money that he wants so uh, well, what, why, why would you he's only the best player in the world right now it's because he's not English and he's not his name's not James Milner or Jordan Brian Henderson so he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have the best money um, anyway let's move on because I can't talk about these fucklets um, West Ham 2 leads 3 what an absolute mental scoreline. I have not seen the game, not any, but what the hell? Just good fun. Put, give leads. <laughs> give leads. Just, it's just what they do, isn't it? Like You look at the game and you go, you know what, Leeds will probably lose this because they're playing against a team who likes to win. <laughs> and Leeds go, ah, well, that's fine, but we like to attack. And that's all they do, they just attack. And it's like, who's at, who's at left back? Ah, oh, the fullback is not at, at, the fullback's not at fullback. He's, in, he's, on, he's on the right wing. Okay, what else is going on? Centre backs at left back, right, fine. Um, Dan James is up front. Any problems with that? Oh no, we'll, we'll score three goals. Who's going to get the goals? Well, Jack Harrison. Who else? <laughs> no goals, no goals all season or something. But three in a game. Um, they're just mental. They're, I mean, it's like players get injured, and they, you know what? We're not, we're not panic about that. We'll just put in this six-year-old, and he'll do it. He'll run around, and we'll be no worse off for it. It's it's like they they infected their sort of mentalness onto West Ham as well. It was like, well, you you're a really good defensive team, but because you're playing us, we're going to put this magic spell on you and just completely forget well, how to defend. Because West, all three goals were 
but it's just it's, from a defensive point it's of view. just inexplicable. It's like West Ham, <laughs> who are a team of giants, and pretty much back back to front. It's like, well, Luke Aylins out jumped all of you, and uh, scored from a corner. It's like, how do you let that happen? Like. Craig Dawson, Craig Dawson was head his own mom if he needed to, and he just like somehow didn't get anywhere near that. I just don't understand it. But fair play to Bielsa because for all everyone else has been crying off about games. I think Leeds had eight subs yesterday who had no Premier League experience, and he ended up bringing two of them on. Whereas Arsenal won't play because they've got a few players at the Afcon and one with COVID. Yeah, which is the most no disgraceful decision of the weekend. Yeah. And I, whilst, whilst loaning three players out, let's not forget. Yeah, and I, I know they all say, well, you know, two, two, two of them don't count because they're under 23 anyway. And like, that's not the clubs have got a problem with. Like, honestly, the clubs, the, the clubs have been presented with this wonderful loophole that means that they don't have to play games when their best players are in Africa. <laughs> and, and, and funnily enough, they've all taken it, except in the FA Cup, when somehow all those same clubs have managed to get a team together. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> Absolutely remarkable. It's it's just the Premier League just uh, so hopeless at anything. Like we introduce a rule because you got lots of COVID cases, and then let you count every other type of absence. So for like the other week, Leicester had some like four players at the Afcon plus a couple of COVID cases plus like they sent like Johnny Evans for surgery now because they know they can. It's like oh well, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Off you pop. But, but they'll let their players go to the to the darts on national TV we name asked and then, then complain about COVID well, cases rising like, I mean well whilst there's nothing wrong with that but you're not doing yourselves any favours yeah. you know what I mean it's just like it just doesn't look good perhaps not but I don't know it, it, it's it's good. I mean personally I think we should null and void this season and I think we should all just start again <laughs> I, I'm all for it 100% <laughs> It's no worse. It's it's no worse suggestion than Hassan Hootl, who was like, "Well, if you sign new players, you shouldn't be allowed to play them in the rearranged games." Yeah, so so sorry, I'm really sorry, but Luca Dean's gonna have to go back to Everton when they play <laughs> their uh, their games because uh, otherwise they won't have a left back. So, so, so does that mean that because uh, we're, we're we're playing Everton next Saturday? Does that mean we've got to have El Ghazi back? Uh, yes, I'm afraid they've, they've both got to swap sides. <laughs> so. I I'm all I actually agree with this. I, I, the, the the teams who are getting their games called off um, shouldn't be allowed to use new signings. When the games are really hanging, I'm 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 all all, all for that. Does this, mean, this is why I disagreed with the, the does, games getting called so, off in the first place. So does this mean Rafa's going to be put back in charge of Everton um, <laughs> for for their games in hand? One hundred percent. Because I want them relegated. So Rafa's never to leave Everton until the twenty fifth of May. Oh well, I look forward to this. Uh, I mean. Just, <coughs> Null and void. Uh, let's <laughs> null and void. Oh, start again. Start afresh. Um, well, honestly, who we'll would just get the... who would we upset? I'm, uh, do you know what? I'm all for not even null and void. Let's just, just give City the title now and just end oh, yeah. the season the way it is. They can have it. I mean, nobody comes up. Who, nobody goes who, down. who loses? Fulham get to continue having another season beating everybody seven nil. Right. So Mitrovic, <laughs> so Mitrovic gets his goal tally up. We stay up. I mean, Burnley stay up. Um, and Norwich get to stay up for another season. Um, Derby can get ten points back as well. That's it. Derby, <laughs> Derby don't get obliterated just yet. Yep. Um, I, I mean, there's no one would really complain that much. I don't think. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I mean, I, I know we we shouldn't be discussing this because it's the championship. I mean, we might have to discuss it next at this rate. But um, <laughs> can, can we just discuss how good a job uh, Wayne Rooney's actually doing at Derby? Oh, uh, actually, unbelievable! Like to to, yeah. be, to be anywhere near safety. And if you watch them play, right? I mean, it's like he's taken uh, Bielsa's style of football. Like, right, what we're going to do is we're going to play off from the back. And it's like Wayne, you've conceded six goals this week from playing off in the back. It's like doesn't matter. We're going to keep doing it, and he just keeps, and obviously getting better and better at it. Every week they get obviously getting better at it, and they just stick to their guns and they play out and they play out and they play out. And every goal they score is fucking wonderful. <laughs> like, Tom Tom Lawrence scored two goals on Saturday, which were absolutely ridiculous. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, Phil Jagielka is left for Stoke," and it's like that's just what you're dealing with here. <laughs> <laughs> I say it, no, it, it is really impressive, isn't it? To be fair, he's doing yeah. He's doing a really I, good. He's doing the job. Everybody gave Frank Lampard credit. Yeah, I, well, I really hope because obviously there's there's been you know his name's been thrown into the ring for the Everton job. Which I mean that that could just be just obviously lazy press speculation. But if there's any truth in that, I I think I re, I really hope that he wouldn't take it. See this out to the end of the season because if he manages to keep them up, which is still going to be a you know tough thing to do. But if he kept them up, his stock just right goes through the roof then, and and then he he can look in the summer and think, well, you know, what? I can go to a fucking better club than that now. That's yeah, it. I can see him to Everton kind of makes sense though because the board will feel like they're right. We've done Rafa. We've pissed the fans off to the lowest point we can ever take them. Let's let's bring back the hero that we brought back as a player. Now he's doing a good job in management. Let's bring him back again. <laughs> They need a they need a firefighter though, and like the, the problem is once you, once they play the Rooney card, that's it played. And if he inherits a shit with show, Big Sam, with Big Sam, they've already been there. The, 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 the Steve Bruce, they've, they've played their Big Sam card. Um, I mean, the, what they need is like someone like Moyes, probably not Moyes because he's uh, you know doing a pretty good job at West Ham, but someone who's like coming towards the end of their career who can sort them out for a couple of seasons um, without you know causing a disaster, and then. And then you so will get. I think he's still at Crystal Palace. He just hasn't told him. He's just sat there. Just... <laughs> he's just sat there. Gr... Actually, he's ex Liverpool. You couldn't have He just sat there grinning away to himself, being like, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 he's just just ringing Martin Kelly over and over again. <laughs> oh dear. Well, boys, that brings us to the end of the the, the footballing weekend. Um, any any gossip or rumours that you you've spotted this week is worth discussing? The only rumour I've got is that my battery on my laptop runs out in about five minutes, and I'm recording. So, <laughs> 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 all right. Oh, on that note, gentlemen, uh, Dave, you first. Let everybody know where they can find you and anything working on. Um, I'm on Twitter at same9798. Uh, blogs pretty much every day and we've got the for evolution series on youtube so i uh, have a look at that please yeah definitely get on the pro you especially if it was your game because the master league series is just class um simon yourself uh yes on twitter at sire regan and for villa fans the holtcast podcast and the website 7500 to holds.com I um I'll hold my hands up. I totally forgot what your surname was. I went to call you earlier on. I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, fine, sign up. 
going to be doing this in a couple of years. <laughs> uh, just my mind went totally blank. I'm like, what is that? I even went on Twitter to try and find you. Um, <laughs> you can find us at Man on the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, Chris and the gang will be out on Friday with extra time. I assume Ross is still doing his um, 11 pieces of crap teams. Um, if not, I will give him a kick of the ass and get back on it. Um, and then me, Simon and Dave will be back next week um, with a review of... Oh, wait a minute, is there midweek games this week, isn't there? Does that mean we'll get a weekend? I think, yeah, no, I think there's only like three or four midweek games, right, I think. Okay. Ah, well, we'll, we will be back next weekend anyway to review all the weekend's games um, and as we wind up the, the transfer window, see if any of our teams actually... Well, mine won't, I can promise you, but the other two... See what signings come in. But anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much as all for joining me. Thank you. Cheers, Ali. You're home for listening. And always remember, keep your man in the post.